Hello and welcome back to the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. Every week we talk about the same thing, the collision of crypto and pop culture. And this week is no different. So what am I waiting for? Nothing. I'm simply gabbing away because I enjoy this time together. And by time together, I mean hearing myself talk. And you must enjoy it too, or else you wouldn't be here. And that reminds me, if you're not here right now, then you need to get here. Speaking of reasons why we're here, let's recap the week that brought LACMA a little lot of NFTs, Mugler cat walking its way into the metaverse, and a new unbreakable use case for digital art. NFT evangelists are determined to gain the approval and acceptance of the traditional art world, probably because they have given up on trying to get their parents or partners approval of their degenerate ways. I am told that psychologists call this transference, but that's a conversation for another podcast hosted by someone with a degree in giving you shit. But while we're on the subject of transfers, one such pseudo-anonymous NFT evangelist who goes by the name of Kazomo de Medici has made headway in the trad art infiltration and donated 22 pieces of crypto art to the Los Angeles Museum of Art, or LACMA for short. Medici has garnered a significant following in NFT land since first emerging on the scene in August 2021 and apparently has a collection portfolio value upwards of $17 million. The mysterious collector also might be Snoop Dogg. Am I still streaming? So was Drop It Like It's Hot a coded message about NFT drops like way back in 2004, five years before the first modern blockchain was even created? I would hope not. D-O-double-G has always been ahead of the game. Therefore, I don't put it past him. Also, fun fact, apparently pop singing sensation Sia is pseudo-anon crypto art collector known as Bianca de Medici. Who will be next to reveal themselves as part of the modern crypto art collecting house of Medici? I'm putting my money on Billy Ray Cyrus. Why? Because it's fucking random. Just like it's fucking random for Snoop Dogg and Sia to be part of this rumor. So, in what is being called the first donation of on-chain art from a collector to a museum, the collection is made up of works by 14 artists from around the world, and according to the museum's announcement are representative history of the crypto art movement. I'm not at liberty to speak on that and whether or not it is in fact true, but I can say with confidence that the Medici's dedicated TurboTax agent can finally wipe away his nervous ball sweat as the sweet relief of income tax deduction and estate tax exemptions wash over their bags. Worldwide luxury fashion brand Mugler is widely known as being synonymous with sex appeal and confidence, which is why I am so surprised to learn it has recently launched a collection of NFTs, a digital product venture that is antonymous with sex appeal and confidence. Present company excluded, of course. Partnering with acclaimed digital artist Mark Tedesco, one the brand Dua Lipa is wearing into the ground. Some points back in my book, but others aren't as easily convinced. The product claims it is bringing to life a series of virtual collectibles inspired by the Mugler Angel Talisman and is evidently designed to be an inclusive yet otherworldly range of tokens. Not sure what that means, to be honest. It does sound a little bit like a Victoria's Secret fashion show that anyone can walk in or perhaps Space Mountain if they got rid of the height requirement. 
Despite selling out in minutes, Mugler's drop remains as elusive as they come. Apparently, the token's utility gives collectors the ability to claim a, quote, fascinating premium metal print of your exclusive angel. Hmm. Many, like myself, are questioning what the fuck a premium metal print actually is and whether further utility will be provided to holders. Sadly, nobody told Mugler that nifters are more entitled and whiny than probably all of their celebrity clients combined, and most collectors only ask that a brand simply cease operation as a luxury high fashion house and give away their entire asset portfolio to holders of the token for free. And if they don't do that, then the bare minimum expectation is that Mugler must treat the 300 token holders as if they are the company's new co-CEOs and communicate every time they pen a dealer take a shit. Collectors are already reprimanding Mugler for their lack of communication and evasive responses, which sounds more like red flags and abusive relationship, not the customer experience of a high-end luxury brand. But then again, the relationship between NFT creators and collectors is one of an abusive nature, with, of course, creators falling victim. Speaking of falling, Jeff Koon's famed balloon dog took a tumble at a Miami art fair last week. Whether this was a PR stunt or a genuine accident by what sounds to be like a little old lady who probably had too many buttery Chardonnays and MIA, the event surely brought undeserved attention back to one of the most overrated contemporary artists alive. Koons's balloon dog is arguably the most popular breed of designer dog, and replicas are easier to come by and cheaper than, say, Frenchies or Labradoodles. And even Koons isn't bothered that it broke. The woman who broke the dog by bumping into it is apparently an art collector. Well, now she's also an art destroyer. Or maybe she's an art savior in the eyes of the one Instagram commenter who speculated that she, quote, did everyone a favor. Ha. There are two silver linings here, and I'm not just talking about the inside of the sculpture, but one, for a digital art use case, it can't be shattered by art fair goers, and two, Kuhn's finally simplified explaining fractionalized art, just grab a dustpan, sweep it up, and give everyone a piece. I'd be curious to see if the porcelain draws less blood than on-chain art has. Anyways, that's more than enough free publicity for Jay Kuhn's. Let's do NFA. Woo. The following advice is not financial advice, but my advice for staying in the know in the world of Web3. Today's NFA is brought to you by Twitter account user at Whale Swoosh, who posted a TBT Twitter thread from February 27th, 2022. Let's go to the Wayback Machine and do a little story time about the best NFT projects that never minted. Wag me interfaces. Wag me, which in crypto bro talk means we're all gonna make it. Interfaces was set to launch a PFP or profile picture project, but never made it in the end. Or perhaps they did make it out alive with their dignity intact after they announced in a Medium article that they would not be following through with the highly anticipated mint. As Whale Swoosh broke down in the thread, the account grew rapidly from 50,000 followers to 100 and then on to 150,000 followers. The crypto night in the end was the growing pressure from public speculation, hype and expectations that the project was guaranteed to moon, which the team explained took the enjoyment out of their work. For WagMe Interfaces, what they had to gain was a minimum of $5 million, but what they had to lose was far more. 
I could spend a whole episode talking about this and maybe someday I will. But the moral of this story and the advice that I have to share is as follows. If it costs you your peace, it's not worth it. The NFT community can be vile, toxic, and unforgiving. And the team behind WagMe Interfaces, like many other artists and creators in the space, have passions outside of NFTs and crypto art. They have careers, ideas, goals. They have lives. They had the foresight to know that the NFT space doesn't stop or even slow down. And it certainly doesn't offer a lot of flexibility for breaks. They closed out their Medium article the same way Whale Swoosh closed out their thread. So I'll close out this segment of NFA the same way. Please take a moment to check in on the founders, moderators, and other members of communities you're a part of. The space moves so fast, it's easy to forget there are people behind every project. You never know what each person is dealing with behind the GMs and the PFBs. Thank you so much to Whale Swoosh for reminding me of these events that took place a year ago, as the message is even more relevant now than they are before. And thank you for listening to my show. That officially wraps episode 16, which means I am part of the small percentage of podcasters that make it past 15 episodes. I'm a success, baby. I'm calling it. Retiring. Done. Throwing it in. Uh, uh, uh. I won. No, I'm not really. Because I'm Carson Daly, and you can't go a week in crypto without me. Duh. Go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Daly and follow the show's dedicated page on Instagram at Carson Daly Show. Follow this channel wherever you listen to podcasts and rate me five stars. Do it. Do it right now. Do it right now or have bad luck for the next 27 years. I don't make the rules. The Carson Daly Show is a essential media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr, with music by Woody. See you next Tuesday. Bye.